0: Live from St. Louis, Missouri, it's the Technically Speaking Podcast. Brought to you by Doherty Business Solutions. Get ready, because it's time to talk nerdy on the Technically Speaking Podcast. Hello, we are back for round two. This is our second interview today. It's only 8.20 in the morning, and we've already done two interviews. We are at Agile Midwest. Uh, this might get repetitive, so I might have to come in with a new intro after the first couple of these, but we are at the uh, Agile Midwest Conference, St. Charles Convention Center, and we're talking with some great interview, uh, some great people, some great speakers who are here at the event today. Uh, we're talking Agile. We're kind of talking about, uh, about them as people. So uh, without further ado, I'll just go ahead and bring on our guest. His name is Peter Chesna. Peter, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: <laughs> you are the uh, the Director of Developer Engagement at CA Technologies, correct? That's correct. But uh, but your kind of focus, your career focus is a little bit around security, correct? If, if... Yeah, application security. Application security. So, uh, obviously, um, we, we go to uh, the, the, the hackings. They just seem to pile up like firewood, really. Um, you know, the, you had the target, huge target breach last year. You have, obviously, the election. So, uh, so talk about security and, and, and what it's like to, to be in that kind of industry in this day and age.
1: So, it's a really important topic, uh, especially now. I mean, you look at the Equifax breach. That, that affected almost half of America now. So, uh, I go to these conferences to talk to people because it's the developers that are creating the problems, right? It's, it's the developers that are responsible for creating the software security uh, in their products, but they're not taking the accountability. So I'm kind of bringing that message that it's not really hard and that we need to take care of ourselves. And, you know, The, the message is, especially in, in light of you know, Target and Equifax, you're protecting your mother your grandmother, your aunt, your father, your brother—you know—it's—it's it's not just you. So you, you think about where this software gets put out, and what it protects. It's protecting you and your family. So, you know, it's—it's a, it's a message I think that uh, needs to get heard.
0: Yeah. Do you ever think that a that an application will ever be fully secure? I mean, if someone wants to break in, can they break in, or is it is it just about making things harder to break in, or can you make a foolproof, um, unhackable? Piece of software.
1: Yeah, I would never say that. (laughs) Yeah, there's always a way in. Uh, You know, it's like if you're targeted by someone that's determined, uh, you know, a nation state or or what have you, they're going to find a way in. So, it's about making it as secure as possible.
0: Yeah, and so you say that falls on the developer side then.
1: Well, who writes the code? Yeah, right. I mean, if you if you take a look at the uh, the Equifax breach, that was through third party software. So the the argument is. Do you even know what third party software or open source that you include inside of your applications? If you don't, then maybe you ought to, because when they announce a vulnerability in a piece of software, do you even know if you're vulnerable? So you don't even know if you need to take action. So that's kind of like the first step is just awareness.
0: Do you do you find that a lot of a lot of those breaches kind of come in through back doors and side doors like that? I mean, Targets also was a third party um, entry. They came in that way.
1: Yeah, so that one was a little bit different. So that was a, a phishing attack with their HVAC vendors. So they they fished them for their credentials, then they you know logged into the HVAC billing application, and then they were in their network. So that that one was slightly different. Uh, it, of course, they, they say in security, the hardest thing to secure is the human. Yeah. So you know, being security aware, which most companies have to go through on a yearly basis, doing their security awareness training, understanding the physical physical security, and you know what you click on in emails and such is is critically important as well. But this is more about the applications that we build for our companies. Uh, that we stand up on our perimeter that are, are actually made to take sensitive data in and out of the application and making it such that only the right people can get access to the right data
0: yeah so uh, you're here you're presenting uh, your presentation title full spectrum engineering the new full stack and in in your talk uh, it looks like you're, you're you're hitting on the the idea the concept of the full spectrum developer can you tell us a little bit about what that what that looks like
1: yeah I'd love to uh, so this was something that came to me at uh, RSA conference this year uh, thinking about how uh, the skills that we need in, in our developers are changing. So you used to think of full stack engineers, so i do everything from the front end to the back end. I, I thought of that like tilting over and becoming more uh, multi, uh, you, you need to understand multiple disciplines. So I need to understand quality, I need to understand security, I need to understand development. I also, if you, if you look at uh, the way development is going right now, containerization. Now I'm doing things that IT and systems engineering were doing, uh, operations. So if I'm in a DevOps team, I'm also responsible for operating and monitoring the software. So I'm doing things that operations people used to do. So that kind of uh, multi-skill set that I need to build has nothing to do with the technology that I write my application in. And I need to start picking up some of those skills. Now you can't be an expert in everything, but if you're getting onto one of these DevOps teams, those are the, some of the skills that you need to start to learn.
0: Okay, so moving down the spectrum, you go from Agile to DevOps. So mm-hmm. what does a developer look like? Uh, you know, how, does they, how do they go about acquiring those skills um, to be ready for that next that next step, that next evolutionary step?
1: Yeah, so a lot of this is uh, playing on your own. I mean, plenty of people go out and, they, and they're downloading containers and trying different things and building their own pipelines. Uh, your Agile team, look, DevOps is not very different from Agile. Uh, it's it's a really an extension of it. It's going to an extreme, and instead of doing, you know, your agile sprints and your scrum team where you only ship on that on that boundary, it's more you know single piece flow where a developer picks up a story and they write it and they finish it and they ship it. It's at that speed that you really need to have those multiple capabilities to understand that yes, uh, I qu- I qualified the release and yes I did the security part and yes I have the right telemetry coming back for me to be able to monitor it. And I've introduced it into my pipeline in a way that it will go to production. So Agile and DevOps, they're they're not far from each other. Uh, And that's kind of one of the misconceptions. They think it's a new thing. Uh, So oftentimes I have to, you know, debunk a lot of those myths around uh, DevOps as being something that's foreign. It's usually run on an Agile methodology. Sometimes Agile Scrum, sometimes Agile Kanban, ScrumBon. I mean, there's a whole bunch of variants out there that, that people use to run their DevOps shops, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's, really it's it's just that plus
0: awesome well you're you're a pretty impressive guy uh, I'm gonna switch gears here a little bit uh, our crack research team <laughs> found um, so you hold a couple patents I do I yes do. you hold uh, you actually hold three um, how, how do those how do those uh, how, how I guess how did you go about getting those and and how do those fit into your career and um, tell us a little bit about those patents
1: yeah so the, the first two came from my first startup it was a, a software storage management product, uh, and it was about uh, trans- transferring how you write a user interface in a web application. So I've been writing web applications since 95. Uh, so that's a really long time ago. Yeah. Wait, I mean, back when you had to pay for browsers. Mm-hmm. So, so for anyone <laughs> in the audience, it's <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know you ever had to do that. We had shrink wrap copies with you know little floppy disks. So the the, uh, the latest patent was something for my current company, uh, and this is about changing how developers uh, do their work. It gives them a kind of private space to do their application security. A lot of times what happens in, in security is it te- it's tested at the end the same way we used to do uh, Waterfall. So you, you test at the end, you find all this risk, and then there'll be a lot of pushback and negotiations and such. Uh, the the pat- last patent is for uh, what I call sandboxing, which allows them to to uh, scan inside of our application in a private space such that they can learn as they go, make their mistakes, which you know are inevitable, and uh, be able to bring their product to, to market uh, safer and faster.
0: So are you saying that the, uh, that the security components kind of don't follow necessarily the agile methodology in terms of just overall development, that testing is kind of put into its own little category and you get to it at the end?
1: Exactly right. So, you know, the thing that we learned with Agile was that quality was important because our our definition of done started to include, hey, it needs to be tested because at the end of the sprint, whatever we have claimed as done needs to be shippable. So shippable means, hey, I've got to test it, right? So that's when we started really doing test-driven development. People started to get serious about writing unit tests. uh, And it's no different with security. Security equals quality, but it's been done from a different part of the organization in a different silo. So they would come in at the end as a gate to say, hey, are you secure? And the thing that uh, I talk about is shifting that left is the same thing as shifting quality left. You'll do it faster and cheaper. You can find it when it's not not a big deal to go in and make changes. You don't have to unknit the sweater to go re-knit it and retest it. Uh, it's it's the right thing to do, and we just have to we keep learning this lesson over and over again. So, Agile, we learn it with quality. DevOps, I hope we're learning that with security. Awesome.
0: Well, if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to uh, hear more from you, uh, I don't know if you have a website or content that you'd like to, uh, to promote, uh, is, how, how would people reach out to you if they want to hear more about this topic or, or talk to you?
1: Yeah, so for application security, you can go to verico.com. Uh, you can also find me on uh, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter.
0: Awesome. Peter Chesna, you are presenting today, Full Spectrum Engineering, the full stack. I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast today, and, uh, and, and good luck on your presentation today.
1: All right. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast. Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at SpeakTech or like our page at facebook.com slash Podcast. If you have suggestions or questions related to the show, or would like to be considered as a future guest, send feedback and inquiries to hey at speaktechpodcast.com. I'm Zach Lanz, and thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast.